Welcome to Energetically Speaking with Ariel Hardy. In our program today, we'll explore some of the most common issues people go to energy healers for, what these conditions look like energetically, and also how to maintain your energy field yourself. Now here's your host, Ariel Hardy. Welcome. I'm Ariel Hardy. Thanks for joining me again today. Today is the 10th week of my 15-week show called Energetically Speaking. There'll be five weeks left of it, of course, but one of the weeks will actually be a rerun because it's a holiday, September 2nd, Labor Day here in the U.S. So for those of you who are letting me know through emails and phone that you are super bummed this series is coming to an end, I figured out how I'm going to keep on talking away here. So we are in the process right now of building a membership website. So you'll go to my normal website, arielenergyhealer.com. And at the top, there'll be a tab that says the healing room. And in that uh, healing room, you'll be able to access all kinds of things like me um, speaking prayers and visualizations, me speaking the teachings that I do here in the show, Um, There'll be a little section for those of you who want to study energy healing work. I'll be giving tips. So if you want to know when the launch of that is, just make sure you're on my mailing list. Go to the homepage of arielenergyhealer.com, type your name in and your email, and you'll be on the list. Today's show is called Spiritual Relationship. It's a lot like that show I did on spiritual parenting. Um, If you missed that, it was two shows ago. My viewpoint today, of course, is going to be as a healer, what I've seen in the healing room for 20 years in couples healings and individual healings. Sometimes I'll work on couples side by side. So you can call in and lie on your bed side by side, and I can work on the dynamics between the two of you. Um, The things I'm going to talk about today with relationships apply to whatever age you are and whatever gender and whatever your relationship is, meaning you could be gay, bi, lesbian, Uh, heterosexual doesn't matter as long as it's like a love relationship that's what's happening here today it's not really a show for for mothers and daughters for example so let's talk about the title spiritual parenting I mean sorry that was the other one spiritual relationship I've done that all week long as I practice the show I'm obsessed with my spiritual parenting show so as as are many of you thanks for all the comments on Facebook so I don't mean spiritual like let's escape our relationship and become all spiritual because it sucks and I can't bear to be in it. I don't mean, you know, you see these couples and one of them suddenly becomes all spiritual and leaves the other behind because they're trying to escape it. They don't want to feel what's happening in it. This show is actually not about numbing out, not drugging yourself through spirituality or through prescription drugs, through marijuana, TV, your computer, Facebook, having an affair. Those are all escapes. I want you to actually bring the spiritual down into your relationship and face it. So we're going to go into the chakras and feel what's happening And we're going to meet those needs. So the chakras that are the main sensors for relationships are the throat the heart, and the solar plexus, which is over the stomach. That's where you kind of get hit in relationships with emotions. So your throat can get choked. Your heart can feel tight or sad or heavy or hurt. Your stomach can get sick or twisted in knots. Those are the type of things I want you present for. You're just going to keep asking yourself the simple question of how am I? 
How am I doing? What am I feeling? So you want to tune into each of these and notice if you're upset. If you don't feel peaceful or happy or fulfilled and you're not able to deep breathe, breathe deeply, you need something. Like you, you need to fix something within you. You need to recenter or clear something. So we're all going to get hurt, you know. We're, we're, we're all going to get hurt in relationships because we're wide open to this person. And then they say or do something it, to us that just takes us off guard. You know, we don't expect it. You're just happily going along in this relationship and you're so in love. And then boom, what, where'd that come from? The other reason it hurts so badly when it's coming from your partner is because usually it's the same wound. Like you had a wound there, for example, in the heart. You guys have worked it out and boom, they reopen the wound again. And so you have to start all over and it can rip that wound right open. A wound in energy healing can look like a gash in the mesh. Like you can have mesh screens across a vortex or a chakra. And then the wound is just where it's separated open and all the layers of mesh are cut through. So, you know, some of you have trust issues. You say, well, I can't trust anybody. Of course you cannot. I'm not going to teach you that. Oh, no, open your heart and trust. I don't. I trust myself because I know that I will take care of me. I know that I will heal me. I don't care if I get hurt a million times. I know what to do. I know how to heal me. And that's what we're going to be talking about today. You can promise yourself you're going to heal yourself. So I hear a million stories, of course, in the healing room. And one of the stories that stands out to me is this couple where they had so much trust, so much love and what happened is the man got super, super stressed out in his work, and he suddenly turned and blasted all of this anger and blame, blame onto his wife, and she did not see that coming. All her defenses were down. She was wide open to him. She did not see that coming. So by the time she made it to the healing room, she had gone from this beautiful, powerful, bright light, angelic system to looking all black and twisted up like someone had thrown her in the washer and the dryer and she'd stepped out all tangled up and turned inside out. It took me two sessions to clear that out. That's how much it can hurt us when someone we dearly love turns on us, which is going to happen. If I lived with you, we'd be turning on each other. If you're going to be that close together, you're going to hurt each other. So I'm going to go through that scenario that she was in and, and walk you guys through what I would do if that happened to me, because it's happened to me, it's going to happen to me, it's going to happen to all of us a million times. So the first thing I would do is take a break. I would step back. A lot of people keep on talking and arguing. You need to actually break the connection. So they're in their bubble of energy. You're in your bubble. There's this blast of energy going back and forth. You want to stop it and break it. You want to break that connection. Go be alone. Get separated out. If you can't get out of the space, say you're in the car or something, go within Separate by just pulling within, centering yourself. So here's a prayer you can say to make sure you connect to God. You can say, I give this to God. I ask whatever this energy is that I just got covered with is removed from me right now. I ask my angels to come and to heal me now. Please take this hurt feeling from me. Get it off of me. Remove it from me. In the name of God, in the name of the light. So you immediately just start clearing yourself. How to Clear and Protect Your Energy is a show I did early on. You guys can go back and listen to it if you didn't hear it. So then what I do is I turn on music and I visualize. 
So I might visualize that I'm underwater. I'm just sinking, sinking underwater. And all this black oil is rising up off of me with the bubbles from my breath. It's just lifting up and off of me. And I'm breathing, playing music as I do this. Then I might ask myself, okay, what do I need? What do I need to heal it? Three things. And I write these down. Take a walk. Then I'm going to come home from the walk. I'm going to take a bath. Then I'm going to get in bed. I'm going to drink hot tea. Like just start babying yourself. I don't care if you're way out in left field about whether you should be hurting or not, meaning maybe you misinterpreted what they said. It doesn't matter. I want you to take it seriously, honor yourself, and heal yourself. So I also try to understand why my partner acted the way he did toward me. I might look at three reasons that he did what he did. Like he was super stressed out from work, which ungrounded him. He just got back from a business trip and was overwhelmed with so much to do now that he's back. He felt pulled in a million directions. He felt like there was not enough of him to go around because of this. And then I might say to myself, in a perfect world, and this is where I start co-creating, in a perfect world, he would have been balanced in the moment. In a perfect world, he would have jumped in to help me with the kids. In a perfect world, he would have made me laugh and hugged me throughout the day. As together, we took care of the things around the house. As a team, we felt so strong together. Do you see how I'm co-creating here? I'm imagining it. I'm really getting into it. And then I get up and I go do those three things that I listed to heal myself, like I start with the walk. But you notice I don't focus on him and what he did wrong, and I'm not calling my girlfriends. And you won't believe what he did. I'm, I'm healing myself immediately. I'm pulling back and taking care of me, connecting to God, to my soul. And what happens is the energy already starts to shift. He can feel this. He can feel this shift. Men are very into, women are very into, especially when we're in love with each other, we can feel each other. So sometimes he'll actually follow through and do some of the things you visualize. For example, I think it was last week, I was taking a shower with my boyfriend and I just, we were talking about the day and friends and a party and all of a sudden I was like, I want a hug. I just really want a hug. I didn't say this out loud. I just thought to myself, I want him to hug me. I visualize he is hugging me and healing me. Within 30 seconds, that's what he did. Do you see how in tune we are? We're in each other's bubbles all the time. You guys are in each other's spaces all the time. You don't have to say all this. One time I was sitting at a cafe. And it was a cafe I wanted my boyfriend to see. It was brunch. And it was so cozy and sweet and romantic. Well, he gets a call from Africa. So I'm sitting there sort of embarrassed and uncomfortable. I'm eating my food by myself while he speaks in French on the phone. And so I just started praying. I asked my angels to move in. I asked God's presence to be there with us. And I visualized that he was so attentive to me and in love. Soon after that, I hadn't finished my meal yet, thank goodness. He hangs up the phone and began staring into my eyes so intensely that I was like, spirit guides, turn it down a little bit, back off a little bit. He was like gazing into my eyes. I was getting a little bit uncomfortable. So let's talk about when your partner is like tired or sick or depressed and we're like, what's wrong? What's wrong? What's wrong? And we're just like bugging them. What's wrong? They don't know what's wrong. You know, maybe they're tired. Maybe something happened, but usually has nothing to do with us. So, so another way you can do that handle that as you can just look at them and say, what do you need? That's a great question. What do you need? I'm going to talk about that in my next show too. I'm going to be talking about teenagers. That's a great question you can ask your teens. What do you need? 
Because if they're upset, there's something wrong. And he might say, you know what? Maybe I need a nap. He hadn't thought about this. Maybe I need some medicine. Maybe I need to rest. But what happens is because they feel off, you feel off because you're in each other's bubble. You can feel each other's energy. So even though you've just figured out, okay, it's them, it's not me, you still have to recenter you. You still don't feel right. So then turn on yourself. Ask yourself, well, what do I need? What do I need right now? What, what can I do to recenter, to get connected to God, to get connected to the ground? I was visualizing in a perfect world, my boyfriend would ask me what I need. And like as soon as he took care of his needs, like he got a drink or something, he turned around and asked me, what do you need now? Do you want some water too? What do you need? You see how we're just constantly giving messages through energy? A lot of couples will grovel in the gray. That's what I call it. When you sit around and you just like talk and talk for hours, oh, everything wrong, and then you try to fix it and you just spiral down, down, down. And you haven't even seen the light of day. You haven't even gotten out of your house. So the, for me, the baseline of my, my behaviors in a relationship is that I live in a relationship the same way I live in the world, which is I give and I give and I give. I'm not looking, okay, he did that for me. Now I'm going to do this for him. Now it's, it's, I'm not, I'm not playing games like that. Like, oh, I did all these chores. He needs to do those short chores. It's because if you are circulating God's light through your body, through you, you are just giving. It's spewing out from you. Light is spewing out. So you're constantly giving. I was a single mom for most of my kids' life. So I'm used to, I can handle this. I can do everything myself. So what happens is when a partner comes around, we start really expecting them to do everything for us. Like, wow, help us here. So now I expect him to take out the trash. So I keep bringing myself back to, well, as a single mom, I didn't need him to take out the trash. I did it just fine. I might have asked my teenager to take out the trash if I needed help. So why now am I expecting them to do all this stuff? So my solution to this is, is to kind of ask yourself, what do you need right now? To, to make sure we're not getting in that kind of resentment and anger toward our mate. Like, I can't believe he didn't do that. I can't believe he didn't help. I'm doing everything by myself. I can't believe it. Stop and say, well, what do I need right now? Obviously, you're not centered, not connected to God, not clear if you're thinking those thoughts or feeling those feelings. So if you ask yourself, well, what do I need? Well, you might say, I really want to go get a cup of tea, put my feet up in my favorite cozy chair and read a book. But I can't. I can't do that because he's sitting over there on his computer and I have to make the kids lunches tonight. I have to load the dishwasher before I can go to bed. So we want to just break this whole pity party, this whole victim complex. And you just go to him and you just say, hey, you know what? I really, really, really want to go sit in my favorite chair with a cup of tea and a book. Can I please get you to make their lunches and do the dishwasher? Of course, he's going to be like, of course. If he doesn't, you might be on the way out of your relationship. If you guys aren't in sync enough to ask someone something and they do it for you, you might want to just look at something very wrong there. And then if he says to you, oh, sweetie, I think let's just give him hot lunch tomorrow and I'll load the dishwasher in a couple minutes. Awesome. If it all falls apart, so what? So you go, do, 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 sit in your chair, get your tea, you're reading your book, you're laughing, you're enjoying it. You hear him in there loading that dishwasher and making those lunches. That's a turn on. That's pretty sexy. You're hearing him in there and you're sipping your tea and you're smiling and you're like, I really want this guy. Like, I really am attracted to this guy. 
And so you can see how meeting your needs first actually starts to clear everything up. You get rid of a lot of these crazy, heavy dynamics. You can ask them, hey, sweetie, now I'd like for you to come in here and sit with me. Well, all of a sudden he realizes, wow, okay, we're on the same page now. We're getting along. So there's this game that we play in our relationships because sometimes you, you focus on all the negative stuff. You can focus on every single thing wrong or you just get bogged down with the chores and the to-do list. And so we play this game where when we realize all we're doing is thinking about life and work and bills and, and our plans, we'll stop and we just say, hey, three reasons that I feel like this relationship is really good for me. And I'll go first. And I might say something like, I love how you're making our land beautiful by watering the grass and planting and putting in trees. And it wasn't like that before you came along. Uh, and I love that about you. It really grounds us all. And I love how we're a team. I love how you put the steak on the grill so that I was able to go pay the bills. I love how we work together like that. And we don't have roles. We just help each other. And you might say, I, I also love how we have great conversations. When you join me, when I walk the dogs, I used to walk them alone for years and years. And it's so much fun for me to hold your hand and to laugh with you and talk with you. And then he might say to you, I like, you know, at first he's going to take that in and just smile and look at you and really take that in. That feels good, right? You just built up an energy between you of trust and love. And then he might say to you, I love how you met all my friends and they loved you and you loved them. That meant a lot to me. And I love how you take care of the kids. It just, it, I, it blows my mind how much patience you have. I just love watching you. And, and I love how you hug me. It just makes me feel wanted and loved and needed and I just love to, when we merge our energies like that. So, you know, basically this whole first part of the, sec the show today was all about just like building it, building the love between you. And after the commercial, we're going to be talking all about one of your favorite topics, sex. So don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. The Voice America 7th Wave Channel. Do you sometimes feel stuck, blocked, or simply not yourself? Do you want to feel happier, brighter, and lighter? Ariel Hardy, energy healer since 1996, can help by reconnecting you energetically to God, to the earth, and to your own spirit. Ariel can help heal the heart wounds from hurtful relationships and help get you back into your body and your power after experiencing life's traumas. Ariel can work on you anywhere in the world, communicating with you as she works through phone or Skype. Please visit the contacts page at arielenergyhealer.com to request an appointment. Would you like to learn how to do energy healing work yourself? Self-taught healer Ariel Hardy has created instructional videos for you to learn from. In these videos, Ariel shares tips and tricks of the trade from her unique style of healing work. Please visit her videos page at arielenergyhealer.com. That's A-R-I-E-L energyhealer.com. This is the 7th Wave Channel on the Voice America Network.
You are listening to Energetically Speaking. Ariel Hardy would love to hear from you with any questions or comments about the show. Send an email to ariel at arielenergyhealer.com. That's A-R-I-E-L at arielenergyhealer.com. Now back to Energetically Speaking. Welcome back to today's show, which is spiritual relationship. Um, So this part's going to be all about sex. I wrote a blog um, on Facebook once. Let's talk about sex. If you want to see that blog, it's on my website, arielenergyhealer.com. They got so many comments and shared so many times that I realized this is a really hot topic. (laughs) So, of course, this is going to be from an American woman's perspective on sex and relationship. But also, as an energy healer, what I've seen in the energy healing room. Not that people are having sex in the energy healing room. It's just that they're talking about it. Yes, you do. You talk to your healer about sex. So let's start when I was a little toddler. As a toddler, I was walking around apparently saying duty, 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 duty. Duty in Arabic is penis. So my mom is half Lebanese and somehow as a toddler I need this word and it is recorded. Somebody recorded it and so 48 years later you can still hear a recording of me already teaching the world about sex. Duty, duty. So when we got to to school, me and my siblings, and the teacher would be like, the president is expected to perform a number of duties as part of the office. While the Constitution mentions several of these duties, we'd be like in hysterics, and the teacher would be like, why are you laughing? What is funny? What is funny? I mean, we couldn't tell anybody what <laughs> what was funny. My, my boyfriend went through this the other day. We were at a coffee shop, and the man was like, take a penny, give a penny. And he's French, and apparently the way you say penis is penny. I probably pronounced Nate wrong. But he's over there chuckling. I'm like, what is funny? What is funny? Um, let's talk about this word. So this word penis, I, I hate that. It's like penis, penis. I, to me, it sounds small, like puny, like penis, penis. I hate that word. So so let's use, there's another Arabic word. We call it zub. The zub. Doesn't that sound like heavier, heavy zub? Zub. And I just learned a new word recently. 48 years old, I'm learning new important words <laughs> that you would normally learn when you're a little kid. Um, it's a French West African word called bungala. Bungala. Doesn't that sound better than penis? So anyway, the reason I'm joking talking about this as a woman is because sex is fun funny. It's a topic we're all like cracking up about all the time. I don't know who isn't joking or hasn't joked at some point about sex, but let's talk about when sex is traumatic for you. For example, here you are, happy little family. You're a wife. He's the husband or vice versa. And you've had something very bad happen to you, right? So say you've had a sexual trauma as as a young person or 20s or in your teens, whatever. And, and you know, all of a sudden you're supposed to act like you're healthy and everything's great and it's going to be so much fun, but it's not. So I would say that's when you look at your energy field because I remember one time a woman came in and she had just been raped. No problem. No problem. As an energy healer, you go in there, you go into that second vortex, which is in the abdomen, low back area, and the base vortex, which is also called the first chakra. And it's a vortex that goes to the ground. And you just go in there and you start pulling out the rapist's or the molester's energy. You pull out this black assault energy. And it looks like fluid, thick light. Sometimes I'll even get an image of the person as if they're black, like their energy's dark black because it's so dark or demonic. And 
then I might have to heal a tear. So there might be like this tear in the vor in the screens that cover the vortex. And the screens are made of white lines of light. And I might sew and sew and sew until it's healthy and bright again. And then this work is so rewarding as an energy healer because then the person just feels innocent, clean, like nothing happened. They feel empowered. They feel good and they feel hopeful. Like, God, anything could happen to me. And with energy healing work, it can be repaired. I can actually like heal this and move on. Sometimes not only does the vortex or the grids over it tear out and get blocked up or black or jammed and so there's no flow through the pelvis so then you can't have sex because you can't get your energy through that block but sometimes we actually even leave our bodies especially if a child was molested or a child was raped you know the first thing they do is they leave their body their spirit goes up out the crown vortex in the top of the head and they just leave you can't stay in your body when something like that's happening to you. So here you are married to a wonderful husband or wife and you're leaving your your body. That's a moment for an energy healer to just come in and start um, making it safe for you, clearing the black out of you, putting layers around you of protection and carefully, slowly showing you it's safe to be in your body again. So now I want to talk about the separation in God above us and sex down below. It's like there's become this weird... Um, chasm between the two like God is above and there's this beautiful light above us and purity and food and sex are way down here and they're not of God and so in some religions people will fast if I fasted I'd probably keel over because I eat such a pure diet I couldn't do the radio show so the other thing is of course abstaining from sex like you're you're not going to have sex because it's not of God but think about when we sit down for a meal and we might bless our food. You know, what are we doing? We're bringing God's light down into that food. And we're saying, I ask that this light is, is in this food. Really, we're saying, you know, our normal like dinnertime prayer. But the whole point is you're eating the energy. You're eating God's light. You're putting God's light into your body to nourish you. So we don't want to separate it with sex either. We want to bring God down into sex too. My website says it is not enough to pray to God above us. We must also bring the light down through our bodies so that the universe lives within us. I channeled that down through me because I went to put it in the show and I couldn't even remember what I said. Don't think of spiritual or God as pious or serious. It's playful fun. The, the reason I'm laughing a lot is bringing God's light in it takes you to this lightness, this fun playfulness. So we want to bring that into sex. You can call it making magic. You're going to bring this magic into human form. Two people are going to come together. I hear that play on words, by the way. I see you laughing, Opa. And so it's like bringing that light into the body, down into the second chakra, into your human form, is bringing the mystery of God into the moment, and you're sharing it with another person. You're not just sitting meditating by yourself. That person's feeling it, too. When I make magic with my boyfriend, what I see in him with my energy healer eyes is that he looks like the starry night sky in human form. So I see the shape of his body, but it looks like the black liquid starry night sky with tiny little flecks of light in it. Blows my mind. Blows my mind. Men or your woman, your partner may not know what you're seeing. They may not see this, but they can feel this. They can feel the energy. Think of it as dancing, okay? So we went dancing the other night, 
and the music was so bad. We were just like kind of mechanical, like forcing it and trying it. It's the same thing. If you have sex without bringing that fluid light of God down into the room and into that moment, good luck. You're going to be like a little self-conscious. You might be a little awkward because it's just like physical. You want to bring in the power, the mystery. You want to bring in that fluid light like you're dancing to music. You know, people try to make sex really interesting. They're like, oh, my God, we're going to be together forever. We got to make this like more interesting. But they're doing it from the outside in. Like, OK, if I get on my elbows and my wrists and then I lean like this and I I'm going to put my butt and legs in the air, I'm going to do a yoga pose split. Good thing I've been practicing. And and you turn into a pretzel and we want to hang your zub from the ceiling. Do you see what I'm saying? It's like, What? It sounds like a lot of work. Like, how will you ever orgasm or come? I hate, I hate that word, by the way. Since I'm changing all the other words around sex, we're going to change that one, too. I like to say receiving. You know, if you're turned upside down and twisted like a pretzel and you're forcing this, how are you supposed to feel comfortable or safe enough or cozy enough or relaxed and playful enough to receive? A lot of women can't receive. There's a reason. There are lots of reasons. We're going over all of them in this show. So you want to feel safe, like in a cocoon. You want to feel like you're in this, this healing state so that you can receive, so like you're losing all your stress, like safety. You know, some women are faking it. And just so you guys know, the men who come for healings, <laughs> they know you're faking it. And, and they complain. They say, I just don't feel connected. I don't feel connection. You know, you're putting on your lingerie and you're getting all sexy for them. But if you're kind of like your mind is somewhere else or you're just really not able to get down the body or you have a sexual trauma and you haven't cleared that yet, he can feel that you're not connecting to his soul. He can feel you're not uh, feeling the energy. You're not in. You're kind of half in. So what we want to do is take sex to a higher level. We want to say, I bring God's presence into this moment. I bring God's presence. And you just do that in your mind. You don't say it out loud. I bring God's presence into this moment. And you guys can go listen to How to Access God. It's one of my other shows to learn more ways to bring God in. You want to kind of flood your partner with light. You know, flood him with God's presence or her. Flood them with light so that they don't know what just happened to them. Something happened in that bedroom. Something happened or wherever you had sex. <laughs> you want to bring in the power, bring in the mystery. It's not about what you're wearing or what kind of toys you're using or he had a whip and then he tied me up. And I mean, there are all kinds of weird like dominating type games that happen. But then you lose trust. You want to bring in that safety of healing, like um, taking care of each other, healing each other. You want to make sure that that sex is unforgettable. There, I, there's some women in my practice who come in and they don't know that I know this, but they, their partners have been in and I know all their partners and those men don't know that they, that woman has other partners. And all of them are saying to me the same exact thing. They say, I've never felt so connected to someone before. I've never felt such a connection. It's because <laughs> she's mastered, a woman like that has mastered how to connect to their soul, how to bring God's presence in. They've never felt something like that before. But that's what everybody wants. 
we think we want all the little like bells and whistles, but it's really, we want that connection. We want to feel God. We want to merge with someone else. So it's hard to transition, transition into sex. Like say you're, you're coming in the door from work and you're heading into your family and the kids want you and you got to think about dinner and, and you can't transition. You can't figure out like how to get your work out of your head and be present. It's the same thing with sex. It's like you've got to figure out how to go from putting the kids to bed and clean the kitchen and you still have emails to answer to sex. So one thing you can do is you can just sit in the car before you come in the house you know, from work and you can just say to yourself, what do I need? What do you, I need? Like tune in. How am I? What do I need? Okay. First thing I'm taking these clothes off. I'm going to put on my running clothes. I'm going to work in the yard for a little bit and then I'm going to cook. You know, you can decide like first, let me take care of me and then I'm going to get everything done. But first, what do I need? Don't keep plowing through. Ask yourself, well, what about me? What do I, what do I need? You know, one of the first things we do when we walk in the door as we're on the phone on the way home as we're talking to our maid about dinner. Did you pick up this at the grocery store? Can you? What do you want me to make? This? So instead, let's bring it to you walk in and you hug your wife. Or you hug your partner. And when you're hugging them, I want you to say in your mind, God's presence is here. God's presence is here. And what happens is you start breathing a little more deeply. You really merge with each other. You really bring in not just each other's light and stress, you bring in God's presence and that flushes both of you. My boyfriend always bends his knees and kind of drops his pelvis a little like a martial arts stance and it grounds us. We're suddenly both grounded. We're present. We're grounded. We're filled with God. It's not enough just to give to each other. You've got to bring in a bigger energy, a powerful energy. So same thing in the bedroom, you know, when you do finally make it to your bedroom, especially if you have a bunch of kids or you're addicted to video games or whatever it is, when you do get to the bedroom, you can do the same thing. God's presence is here. God's presence is here. While you're making magic, you can say to each other, God's presence is here. God's presence is here. So you can do some visualizations too, where you can imagine before, say your partner hasn't come to bed yet, just imagine you're holding hands and you're walking into the sunset together. You're at the beach together. Imagine a time where you were so connected. Remember that. They'll pick up on it. They'll feel your energy. When we walk in a room and someone's stressed out, we feel it. We're like, oh God, I don't want to merge with him or with her. Another visualization you can do is imagine you're a mermaid and he's a merman or vice versa and you're just swimming together almost like a dance underwater and you can imagine that the water is like God and you're within God's light and the sex is the same thing. It's like you're, you're in this water, you're swimming, you're becoming more fluid instead of so mechanical. Another thing you can do is imagine that there is a ball of white light in your pelvis where the two of you are connecting. Imagine this ball of white light. It's like you're bringing in this healing power into that connecting point. You can do that during sex. It'll bring you out of your mind and down through, out of your head and down through. I know what some of you guys are thinking when I said that. That head, not the other head. All right, so let's um, talk some more about some visualizations um, that I've seen in my practice. So one time there was a woman in there and, and she just wasn't enjoying sex. So I had her take it to another level, which is pull God's light through your center. I had her picture that the light came through her spine. 
And then she created a cocoon of healing grids around her partner. So it was like she was pulling her partner into this cocoon. Now that made sex for her this whole healing experience where she was healing them. Another thing you can do is pay, pay attention to you and say, what do I need? What do I need? And if it's your turn, you feel like you need healing. Nothing has to change on the outside. You don't have to have sex differently. It's the same. We're both giving and receiving all the time during sex. It's just like oxygen. You're breathing in and out all the time. It's not like picking one or the other. Today, I'm going to breathe out. <laughs> Tomorrow, I'm going to breathe in. It's, it's more just fluid. It just happens. And if all of a sudden you notice, wow, I didn't even know I was so stressed. All of a sudden, I'm losing the stress. Receive. Just relax. Sink into the bed or whatever you're on, the forest floor, and let yourself receive. Let yourself be healed. You're not being healed necessarily by this person, by the way. You're being healed by God's presence, especially if you're calling it in. God will come in through many different people, spirit guides, people, your partner. So if you're saying, I bring God's presence in, and you're receiving, that light of God's coming through your partner into you. Doesn't matter if they're not really thinking about giving to you at all. You're receiving, you're healing, it's coming through them. You're pulling it in through them. You're using them as like a conduit of light. You know, when you bring God's presence into a relationship, there are magical moments that happen all the time, all the time. So the other day I was on this trail near my house and it's full of bikers. Bikes are like flying by. It's actually a very dangerous trail. And I've been on this trail for seven months that I've walked this every single day, sometimes twice a day. And I was walking out there and bikes were flying by and I suddenly felt nature and God's magical presence. And I just, that turns me on. It turns on your partner too. If you're lit up and you're just not like wah, 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 stressed and low vibe, you're a turn on to them too. I suddenly just turn overflowing with God's light. It's not like I looked at him and said, woo, sexy baby, I want to kiss him. I looked at him and felt the God's light pouring through me. And I said, I just suddenly have this urge to kiss you. But all these bikers are going by and he just turned and acted on it and pulled me in and kissed me. I looked around, no one was going by. It's like everyone was gone. And then within 30 seconds, this young two-point buck stepped out onto the trail in front of us. I took that two points as to symbolize us as a couple. And it just walked along in front of us. It just walked. No bikes were coming. It went from like a highway to just this deer. And he walked along beside the trail. And then he walked back in front of us again. And he hopped this little fence thing. And then he hopped back over in front of us. And then he walked off. And here came the bikes and the neighbor's dog, like this beagle barking. And it was like, whoa, <laughs> we brought magic into us, into our moment. Stay tuned. We're going to pray about our relationships in the next section of the show. Enjoy the commercial. I'll be right back. The Voice America 7th Wave Channel. Do you sometimes feel stuck, blocked, or simply not yourself? Do you want to feel happier, brighter, and lighter? Ariel Hardy, energy healer since 1996, can help by reconnecting you energetically to God, to the earth, and to your own spirit. 
Ariel can help heal the heart wounds from hurtful relationships and help get you back into your body and your power after experiencing life's traumas. Ariel can work on you anywhere in the world, communicating with you as she works through phone or Skype. Please visit the contacts page at arielenergyhealer.com to request an appointment. Would you like to learn how to do energy healing work yourself? Self-taught healer Ariel Hardy has created instructional videos for you to learn from. In these videos, Ariel shares tips and tricks of the trade from her unique style of healing work. Please visit her videos page at arielenergyhealer.com. That's A-R-I-E-L energyhealer.com. This is the Voice America 7th Wave Channel. You are listening to Energetically Speaking. Ariel Hardy would love to hear from you with any questions or comments about the show. Send an email to ariel at arielenergyhealer.com. That's A-R-I-E-L at arielenergyhealer.com. Now back to Energetically Speaking. Welcome back to Spiritual Relationship. Um, so this last part of the session is where we always go high. This kind of kind of like Ariel's church. I'm going to have a lot of this on that um, membership website, arielenergyhealer.com. So stay tuned for that. We're working on it now. When I was a kid, we had this book sitting around, The Prophet by Khalil Gibran, who's like a Lebanese man. And I remember picking it up and reading it, and somehow that must have brainwashed me. Thank you, Mom, Dad. Because it, I, this is basically what the whole show's about. You know, I pulled it up yesterday online to see what it said. And this is what it says. Let there be spaces in your togetherness, right? Just everything I just talked about. And let the winds of heaven, of the heavens, dance between you. Letting God move around you. Love one another, but make not a bond of love. Let it rather be a moving sea between the shores of your souls, right? Like water, like fluid light. Fill each other's cup, but drink not from one cup. So in other words, Fill your cups with God's light, but don't drink from your partner. Don't take their light. When you have something wrong, go to God. If you're all needy, go to God. Give one another, uh, give one another of your bread, but eat not from the same loaf. Sing and dance together and be joyous, but let each one of you be alone. Even as the strings of a lute are alone, though they quiver with the same music. Give your hearts, but not into each other's keeping. For me, I think of that as give your heart to God. For only the hand of life can contain your hearts and stand together, yet not too near together. For the pillars of the temple stand apart and the oak tree and the cypress grow not in each other's shadow. You could go over and over that. You could actually turn that into a meditation to read in the mornings or before bed. So I met this one couple in my practice years ago who called it their worship. They would go every Sunday morning and they would spend hours together just in worship, like not to God necessarily, but they meant going over their relationship, kind of like all the tools I gave you before, you know, like giving thanks for each other. They would just work through some things and express some things and... So my boyfriend and I 
have been going to this waterfall in the creek and we sit beside it in the sun with a cup of tea and we've got our little flip-flops or barefoot and we just sit there on the hot rocks and we pray together. We bring God's presence in and then we just sort of see what happens. We pray for our children. We pray for each one of them. We pray for each other, our work, our health, people we love in our lives. And then what happened the last time we did this is I started channeling. Channeling is when, for me, what it means is when my spirit guides start talking through my voice. And so they started teaching us things about each other and about our children and about our path ahead. And that's always pretty intense and exciting and it can last a long time. You don't necessarily just stop that. It carries on until they're finished. So what they did when we were sitting there is they created a vortex between us. And I've seen this before in couples in the healing room where the spirit guides will have me build a vortex between them. And I always wonder what that did. And I got to experience it with my boyfriend. It flushes out any stagnant energy that gets between you. You know, like hurt feelings or like irritated with each other or misunderstandings. It just flushes it out. It's like resetting the relationship. So the vortex begins spinning when you pray. So as you pray together, especially, and you face each other, that vortex connects to God and that light comes through and it clears everything up. The other thing that I watched happen to us while we were praying is a figure eight formed around us. And I've seen this in the healing room where Think of it as I'm in one of the circles of the eight, the figure eight, the number eight, and it went around behind my upper back, and then it crossed in front of me, in front of my heart, and in front of his heart, and then it opened around his back. So we're both in this rotating kind of energy, moving round and round, and what it did is it kept out dark, unwanted forces, like anything or anyone that might be trying to break us apart, any jealousy, anyone trying to move in between your marriage. It just keeps it clean and it keeps that bond. In the healing room, I have, when I do the couple's healings or I see lots of things like like sometimes the spirit guides will have me move the roots of one to, to their side of the room and the roots, the grounding roots, like roots to a tree, to the other side. So we have these rays of light that come out of our feet that look a lot like tree roots. And that's our grounding system. It's part of it. And sometimes one partner will have their roots over sucking on the other one's roots. They're not standing on their own two feet. They're being too needy. And that's always a drain on the other person, kind of like Khalil Gibran saying, quote that I read just a minute ago. It's like, it's like if you're drinking from the same cup, that one person's going to get drained over time. And that's why it's super attractive to be connected to God above you, connected to the earth below you, and you're centered in the middle. And that takes time alone. That takes being with God, being with yourself. Again, you can go to that show, How to Access God, to learn some of this. I couldn't repeat the whole show again in this show. And then your partner doesn't feel drained by you. They feel like, whoa, he's lit up or she's lit up. Another thing I've seen in the healing room is that you can visualize that you're both in a ring of light. So sometimes the spirit guides will have me put this beautiful ring around the couple. It's almost like wedding rings is what it reminds me of. So by visualizing yourself, you're creating a togetherness. You're creating a harmony. You can visualize that there's a bubble of light around your mate. So, for example, I've seen this 
with men a lot. Men will put a ring of light around their partner, their their female partner. And it's not that they're trying to like control her or anything. I've seen that too. That looks different. That looks dark or black. And usually that's like patterns within the energy field, um, like in the chakras, especially the second and the first, the base chakra and the second. So pelvis, area, pelvic area, and abdomen. But if it's a beautiful ring of light, like you're praying for your partner, it it's actually like an energetic protection. And yeah, that man may not be able to stop his wife from getting in a car accident, cancel, cancel. But by putting that ring of light around her, he's making sure she's okay no matter what happens. And I'll talk about this in the teen show where I've actually put rings of light or prayed for my teenagers who are out of my reach, out of my sight, and it has saved their lives. It has helped them. So use that energy, use these visualizations, use this prayer to take care of each other. One way that I prayed for my boyfriend recently is we were sitting in this restaurant and we were at this bar looking out a window and it was raining and I could suddenly just feel, thank goodness I was in tune enough. Sometimes I'm not. Sometimes I'm just blah, 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 talking or in my head. And I was feeling, you know, he's stressed. He's stressed out about something that happened at work. I can feel it. And so I just prayed silently as we were eating. And I didn't say anything out loud. All I said to myself was I asked the angels to be around him. I asked the angels to light him up. And then I visualized as I was eating and watching the rain, I visualized that they were actually with him. You know, most people would have been like, are you stressed? Are you stressed? Let's talk about it. And you would spend the whole meal while you're trying to digest your food talking about the stress. Instead, take it to a higher level. Take it to God where you're actually doing this unseen thing. You're working with energy within your relationship, within the moment. So then we stood up and we walked outside and there was this double rainbow right in front of us. And we were both just ooing and aahing about this rainbow. And then we get in the car and it, you could tell he was in a healing state. And he began talking about what had stressed him and solutions he had just come up with and reasons about why he was stressed. And like he was just gently and easily letting it all flow out. This wonderful processing like it was healed and he understood it all and everything clicked into place. So you can do that all the time could do it to your kids, your partners, your friends, all the time, the situation. Another thing we'll do in our relationship is take turns healing each other or praying for each other. So the other day we were in the kitchen and my ribs were hurting. I think it was the ribs up near my left shoulder. And so I had had an injury there not too long ago. And so I'd done some workout and they were bothering me. And so I just leaned back against them and said, can you pray for me? Sure enough, puts his hands on there, stopped what he was doing, began praying. I could hear him breathing and moving the energy with his hands, and I felt better. And I walked away. I'm like, thank you. One time I was in Seattle, and whenever I'm at sea level, I get a bad headache the first day, the first 24 hours. And I texted him, oh, my head is killing me. And he texted back, and he said, sending you light. But I didn't see that. I just closed my eyes again. All of a sudden, I opened my eyes 30 seconds later, and I looked at my daughter who I was visiting. I'm like, hey, my head feels better. Weird. Suddenly feels better. I looked at my phone and saw he said, sending light. So you don't have to be an energy healer to be doing this stuff. You just have to be connecting to God, to the ground, and to each other, bringing that love in, calling in the angels. So let's pray together. We're going to pray about our relationships, and I'm going to do some energy work. So the breathing I'm doing is moving the energy. 
we ask God's presence to come in, to connect to us, to pour down over our crowns, through our bodies. We ask that we're able to get out of our own way and become a conduit of light to pray for our relationships. We ask that any tension in our shoulders is released. We ask that we're out of our minds, out of our heads, and down into our bodies. So what I'm doing is I'm kind of swaying. My hands are moving up and down, up and down to clear us, up and down, like from your feet to your head, head to your feet. I'm just getting a flow coming through us. Another thing you can do is dance or sway or move when you're trying to connect to God. You don't always have to just sit upright and pray. We ask that we are out of the way. We ask that we are present. We ask that we are grounded. Stress will unground you, so i got to move all the stress out of all of us. All right, wiggle your feet if you're if you can. Wiggle your feet. Connected to the earth. Rock back and forth so that your pelvis isn't too tight, your low back isn't too tight. There we go. All right, so we're going to build the energy around us now. We're going to let it build up. Bigger and bigger and bigger, strong, powerful. The goal is two powerful people. The goal is we don't lean on each other, suck on each other, go to each other all the time or to our friends all the time. We go to God. Go to yourself. Go to your own soul. Get centered. Get grounded. And then come to the relationship with that kind of energy. I'm going to clear the low back and the abdomen, the sexual chakra. I consider the base chakra to the ground also to be a sexual chakra since that's the entry point. Grounding us all the way through that base chakra. It should feel fun. It should feel healthy. It should feel strong. We ask that any trauma is removed from us now. We ask that our playfulness is turned on, our joy is turned on, and that we bring this fun to the relationship. Let all the seriousness is removed now from between us. Any heavy, serious energy is removed. We're brought back to when we first met, and it was fun, and we were dating. We ask that all expectations are released. We let go of these expectations of each other, being so hard on each other, demanding that all our needs are being met by that other person. We ask that we are released in the name of God, released from each other so that the winds of heaven may move between us so that we can actually feel God's presence and feel our own souls when we are in the presence of the one we love instead of 
being sunk by each other or acting as we are as if we are someone else that we can be ourselves we ask that we are centered completely centered lit up powerful moving divine light through us to our partner separate but together thanks be to god thanks be to the light this is ariel hardy energetically speaking We hope you've both enjoyed and learned from this edition of Energetically Speaking. Please join your host, Ariel Hardy, again next Monday at 4 p.m. Eastern Time, 1 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America 7th Wave channel. We'll see you then right here.